Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about ours from Speak Now Deluxe Version. Ah, such a cute song. Very sweet. So good. And today, we are discussing the song Out of the Woods from 1989. Out of the Woods is the fourth track on 1989. 1989 was released on October 27th, 2014. It just celebrated its eighth year anniversary. Woo! And this song was co-written by our main guy. Oh, oh switching Devin. it up. Jack Antonoff. Yes, our main guy who we're going to be hearing a lot about in the next couple of weeks because he helped write so much on Midnight's. Yeah, most. So get ready for all of those. Get ready for our guy. Get ready for a lot of our guy. <laughs> Out of the Woods has been played live by Taylor 99 times. She used this song as a promo for 1989 on pretty much all of the talk shows back in 2014 yeah. when she was going doing the rounds. She used this song. She played it on the world tour of 1989 in 2015, and she played it at the Grammy Awards in 2016, and she also played it acoustically twice on the Reputation mm-hmm. Tour. Yes, and then that Grammy Awards performance, Jack played with her. Yeah, that's epic. Which is so cool. Really, really cool. Out of the Woods debuted as a single on January 19th, 2016, and peaked at number 18 on the Billboard Hot 100. A music video for Out of the Woods was released on December 31st, 2015, and was directed by our other guy, (laughs) Joseph Kahn. I don't know if you can tell Gab didn't read this script before. No, Devin, <laughs> Devin changed the language. Well, you know, it's our main guy and our other our, guy. Our other guy. We have, we have a couple of guys in this episode. We got a lot of guys. So many guys. Okay, Devin. <laughs> Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that this song is up there for you. Oh, yeah. So, this, song, this song is up there. So, Devin, mm. what do you think? This song, one of my favorites on one of my favorite albums, I think that... 1989 and Lover are my top two. Mm. I think Lover is a little bit above 1989. Just 1989, as we all know, has that nostalgia factor for me, mm-hmm. being the one where I really kind of got into Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The production of this song is absolutely incredible. She sounds unreal on this track. The bridge is one of the best bridges ever built. Mm-hmm. Dare I say, better than the Golden Gate. Oh, I think so. Dare I say better than the Brooklyn? Oh, wow. It might be. Might be. One of the best bridges mm-hmm. ever built. We will get to the music video, but it is also one of her best music videos, I also think. Mm. Directed by our guy, Joseph Kahn. <laughs> Jack is a co-writer and producer on this song, which automatically is like his touch is just it's the opposite of the Midas touch, you know, because when you when you make it gold, it's then inanimate, and then, you know, like, it, it, yeah, it's gold, but then, like, you can't use it or whatever. I think it's, like, the Jack Antonoff touch, mm-hmm. which turns it just into brilliance, mm-hmm. I think. When I hear touch, all I think is your touch brought, brought forth an incandescent glow. Yeah. Is that Jack <laughs> Antonoff's touch? I don't know. To be determined. Tarnished but so grand, though, so I don't know about oh, the tarnished. Oh, so maybe but... not. Maybe not. I'm <laughs> just going to quote Taylor as we talk about Taylor. <laughs> as we talk about- it is just the perfect storm of a song. I could listen to this song all day, and I have on multiple days. And let's get into it. The intro. The sample of Jack's O's. Mm. 
throughout this intro and into the whole song is so good. Really good. <clears throat> oh, oh, so good. It sounds like a broken record. Each time it feels like the record's skipping. It already introduces this feeling of anxiety into this song. It just gives us this great introduction. Then you get this drum kit mm-hmm. that leads you into Taylor's vocals for this first verse, which are just amazing. And you have this crazy beat underneath her. So, so good. And it's just like this slow and steady, just like march mm-hmm. towards this ultimate bridge. So like, it's just leading in this building and building and building. And the line there at the end of the first verse, which is the, the rest of the world was black and white, but we were in screaming color mm-hmm. is just such a vibrant image. Mm-hmm. So good when you took a Polaroid of us and it's just like these memories of the beginning of her relationship. And then she remembers thinking, Mm -hmm. are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? It's like, can she relax yet? Mm -hmm. Can she relax into this relationship? Is it going to work out? When can I feel comfortable with this person? She can't know yet. That's why she keeps asking this to herself in her head. It's just over and over. It's like, yeah, this is good. We took these pictures together. They're really cute. I enjoy lying on the couch with him, but what is it? Are we there yet? Can I feel comfortable? Yeah. The repetition of this chorus is is just that feeling of anxiety throughout. It's this slow verse, and then it's this like quick, just like crazy questioning, 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 questioning chorus back to the slow verse again. So it's this back and forth of like uh, building this tension. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so in the second verse, you have the paper airplanes flying imagery. Mm -hmm. You have the move the furniture so we can dance, maybe like we stood a chance. You know, it's like these things that are fleeting. And I really love the imagery of those paper airplanes flying because paper airplanes can't fly very far. Mm -hmm. They're they go a little bit and then they fall to the ground, yeah, they right? Crash. And so it's it's a very specific. It was great for a time. We were in the air for a time, but looking back on it now, like I could see, I can see the writing on the wall, you know. Mm. And I do really like that this song is in that past tense of like looking back on this and realizing like these things were really great. But throughout all of it, I had this anxiety. Yeah, yeah. And then you get to this bridge, and like. So obviously we know that it's about Harry Styles and the snowmobile accident. It's just like so clear, you know, when we when we hit the brakes too <laughs> soon, 20 stitches in a hospital room. I think that's pretty clear. There'll be more in Gossip Gap. More in Gossip, more to come. The toll that that experience took on Taylor mm-hmm. and their relationship. Mm-hmm. But holy crap, it just, it hits so hard. You have all of a sudden this jolt of clarity and shift in the song. Mm. And it's like this sudden stream of consciousness And it's just so good. You have the slow, you have the anxiety. You have the slow, you have the anxiety. And then this bridge is like the dam breaks. And she's just like, there was this moment of clarity that we had. And you were looking at me and I was looking at you. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like it was absolutely perfect. And we got through this experience together. And here we are, the sun comes up, we're looking at each other. And then those little Jack Antonoff voices come Mm -hmm. back. Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we? Like, they went through this harrowing near-death experience, and that should be what can bring them together, is I think what what that means, you know? Because she sings, you're looking at me, you're looking at me, yeah, you're looking at me. And that 
she repeats it three times to say like this was a moment where like it seemed clear yeah yeah and then the voices come back again and it's just like you get those amazing jack stacked harmonies there mm-hmm. are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods yet and 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 then this last part of the song is just so good and the build is so good mm-hmm. and there are so many layers going on here you have the regular are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods and then you have taylor's vocal gymnastics over that yeah are we out of the woods yeah and then you have jack's oh's oh's and then you have these ah ah's ah i love that yeah. so good and this build seems to go from anxiety to this exclamation with the final in the clear yet good, where mm-hmm. she just shouts it. Here we are, and this is what happened, and that was a journey that we went through. And yeah, the relationship didn't work out, but like I found something in me along the way. Yeah, and like here I am, and here's this exclamation of just like, "Holy crap, I made it!" Yeah, like I feel like she may have changed, should have changed the lyric to like, "I am in the clear yet," mm. or like something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, it sounds that last time with, like, those ahs, it's suddenly become, like, positive. Yeah. And it's, like, building for her. And then that last, like, screaming, in the clear, yeah, good, is just, like, mm-hmm. this cap on it. Yeah. It's so, it's incredible. What a journey. I love this song so much. Yes. It's so, it's just so good. It's so good. Okay. And, and so there is my dissertation <laughs> on, out of, on out of the Woods. No, I mean, that was, that was a really, really great sum up of the song, for sure. <sighs> Gab. <laughs> what do you think of Out of the Woods? So today, as I was like listening to it over and over, I was really just thinking like, this is one of Taylor's best songs. It mm-hmm. just, it just, it really is. And it's absolutely one of her best bridges, which we discussed in detail in our best bridges Patreon episode. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Shout out. I just think the production and the repetition of the song just so perfectly encapsulates the feelings of anxiety about the relationship that Taylor is trying to convey. Like, yeah. you explained it in much more detail, but I just think it it works so well. Yeah. And it's just the genius of the pairing of her and Jack together that created this. And it's amazing. And I agree, the build is just everything. And, like, also the way that we, like, launch into the bridge. Mm. It's, like, so iconic. And how we come out of the bridge, too. It's just so exciting. Mm -hmm. Every time you hear it, it's exciting. Yeah. And I think that's the coolest part. Even though it's such a repetitive song, the repetition means something and matters. Yes. And then the song just takes on this whole different meaning because of that and that you never tire of it. Yeah. Or at least I never tire of it and I know you don't either. Yeah. And then I also just love where it builds to that screamed, oh, I remember. Yes. Like, I really, really love that part. I think it's epic. It's just also just, it's just so well written and it's succinct and you can totally visualize the relationship. Like, all the moments she gives are just very visual. You understand it. You can see it. It's really fantastic songwriting. Yeah, I also think, I mean, I always I always really liked this song, but I think I even started to appreciate it more when you started showing me all the different things in the in that production. In the production yeah. of it. Yeah. it. It's just, there's so much in there. Yeah. It's so good. It's really good. 
So, Devin, do you relate to the song? So, somehow I don't relate to this song really at all. Yeah. But for some reason, it hits so freaking hard. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, so I, of course, deal with anxiety. Like, I have a lot of anxiety about things. And so I get that about this song. I just love it. Like, I don't feel like I have to relate to this song to like it. Yeah. For sure, like, relating to songs definitely helps in liking it, I think, for for a lot of different songs. But but this one in particular is just, like, it's such a clear story, as you Mm -hmm. said, and it's such incredible writing and production that it is genuinely a good song. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying my part yet, but I am. (laughs) So, like, something (laughs) that, like, I feel like does relate, though, to our relationship is just that line, move the furniture so we could dance. That feels like such an us line. Yeah. And Polaroid pictures. Yeah. Even though this song, like, doesn't make me think of us (laughs) at all, because I feel so secure in this relationship, that line, though, like, it's, like, a really cute thing to, like, move the furniture. I just picture our, you know, teeny apartment that we were in during lockdown and, like, practicing our wedding dance and having to move furniture out of the way and... Yeah, that's cute. Cute moments in hard times. Yeah. Yeah. So was that you relate to? No, my relate is completely different. That's not what this song makes me think about. I was giving you you yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Guys, this is what being married is. Yeah, giving giving me my relate. Yes. (laughs) Devin, this is when you should think about me. Please. (laughs) When you move the furniture so we can dance. As if like he always has his relates about me and it's so cute. Okay, so I only kind of relate to this song. Okay. But before 1989 was released, like, Right before. I, like, had also had a relationship that was built to fall apart. You know, because of circumstances, like, that relationship was never fully out of the woods, I'd say. Yeah. And though this same anxiety wasn't there, I understand that feeling. There's, like, a lot about that relationship and the timing of 1989 that I can relate to. Mm -hmm. And just being like, we never stood a chance. Like, I knew that it was never going to last, kind of. Yeah. Even though you, when you're in it and you love someone, you want to think it is. But you still know underneath that you're not right for each other or that it won't work. Yeah. So I relate to that kind of idea underlying a relationship. Are we ever really out of the woods? You never want to think that. (laughs) In a relationship, no. Yeah, no. (laughs) No, I mean, the best thing about being in a healthy relationship is feeling secure. Like, that's incredible. Feeling like you're at the beach. Yeah, and not having to worry... What do you mean feeling? Oh, the beach in this music video. That's a good transition. Thanks. Talk about the music video. Yeah. Go Dev. Thanks. The music video, <laughs> as Devin mentioned, was directed by our guy, Joseph Kahn. Oh, our guy. I feel like he's really like Dev's guy. Definitely my guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it was shot on location in New Zealand, which is why it's so beautiful. Mm. The video was filmed in November 2015 when Taylor was in the Auckland area as part of her 1989 world tour. Mm. About the video, Khan said... The entire video is Taylor suffering through an emotional landscape. It's a metaphor being done practically on location, Hmm. which is really cool because at the time I had no idea it was done on location. Me neither. I absolutely thought all of the backgrounds were CGI. Yeah. And they kind of look it because they're so beautiful. But like New Zealand is that beautiful as we know from. But like she was up in those mountains. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Yeah. I don't, the wolves weren't real, but. No. You know. No. Um. (laughs) 
I have, I have, I have some comments about the wolves. Okay, okay, good. We'll get there. Joseph Kahn also wrote a series of tweets saying, Taylor was so dedicated to making this video. I was wrapped in snow gear. She was in a dress. She suffered for her art. He also said, Taylor chose to stay in the mud for hours to keep the shoot moving. No in and out. She is a badass. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that all was quite surprising to me. Wow. And then, as we know, the video concludes with the empowering line, she lost him, but she found herself, and somehow that was everything, mm. which originally was part of the secret messages in the lyric book for 1989, which I'll mention the specific hidden message for this song in Gossip Gap. Cool. So, Dev? Yes. What do you think about this music video? Top three for me. Is that me. where you rated it in the Patreon rating? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I could go on and on about this one, but I think, like with the Blank Space music video, I shouted out uh, this YouTube video. This music video editor reacts videos on YouTube. His name is Jordan Orm, and he's this music video editor. And he reacts to Blank Space, and then he also reacts to Out of the Woods. And he, I think, also reacts to Look What You Made Me Do. What he talks about in each of them is so cool, and his breakdown of music videos is so cool. And he just gives some really interesting insight into it. So I think uh, if you haven't seen those, you should check them out for all of Taylor's music videos. They're, yeah. they're really, really cool. That being said, I have a couple of moments I love, and by a couple of moments, the whole music video. <laughs> The vines at the beginning, spelling out the words out of the woods, mm. the title, which you kind of can miss if you're not paying attention and looking for it. It's really cool. It's really cool. Right before the song, before she comes in with her vocals, those vines spell out of the woods. Really it, neat. It also looks like the big fish. It does. Yeah. Yes. Which is a movie for those who don't know. Great. Great movie. Yeah, beautiful Also, movie. they tried to make it into a musical and it didn't work. No, but it was a beautiful movie. Be- beautiful movie. So, okay, uh, here's my next uh, thing. So many wolves. all of the wolves the transition into the second verse where she falls onto the ground with the leaves and the leaves kind of like blow away and she's on snow Mm -hmm. great edit there how did the wolves follow her after she apparated to this next location (laughs) that's my question are i understand that the wolves are metaphor but that whole pack of wolves (laughs) suddenly found her on the top of a mountain when she was in the woods earlier so like same wolves different wolves Mm. did they apparate as well Mm. i don't know Mm. The I was looking at you turned to the camera during the mud sequence. Yeah. She's like down in the mud and she's like, and I was looking at you. And she like, she like turns right to and great. And like all the lightning in that is mm-hmm. like so cool. The way she falls so many times <laughs> to get back up again. Yeah. Thank you, Chumbawamba. And then when she finds herself after all of that crap on the beach. And that turnaround at the end to the cut to black. Mm. Oh my God. And when she doesn't fully make eye contact with the, you don't fully see her face when she turns. And it's just like, in the clear, yeah, good. And it's just cuts. Yeah. And then, oh my, just so good. This music (laughs) video is great. Yes. It's so good. And like, all of these like cuts to the different areas of like you have like freaking the forest is on fire and she's surrounded by fire. She's in the mud with the lightning. She's being frozen up with some vines. <laughs> yeah. She jumps off of a cliff into some water. Like she's going through all the elements, which I think is, I guess, just 
a ton of metaphor for yeah. all of the crap you go through. Yeah. In, in a relationship, potentially. Yeah. And um, this relationship specific. And then just the beauty of her coming out of that journey of, uh, uh, and, and literally coming out of the woods and yeah. the woods disappear behind her to find herself again. It, it's like a little cliche, but also just like really beautiful. Yeah. And I think that this is a fantastic music video to a fantastic song because a music video can also be like really good. But if the song itself isn't good that the music video is too, it's kind of like, eh. Or if the song's really good and the music video isn't great, it's like, eh. Yeah, you want them to line up. You want them to just be like, perfect storm. Mm -hmm. Gab, what do you think of this music video? So when this video originally came out, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Given some of the other videos of the 1989 era, I was hoping that it would be a more narrative video. And I've talked about that on this podcast a lot. That is, I don't think I really understood music video metaphors so well mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And when I was younger. Like, having had time with it over the years, I definitely understand it way more, and I enjoy it way more, too. And I think it's, like, a really beautiful music video. I think that the wolves still don't really work for me. <laughs> like, they're pretty, and I, it was definitely, like, a wolf era. Like, you know, dire wolves were so big with Game of Thrones, yeah. and I always loved them. I love, like, the vine imagery, so I feel like that kind of, it would work without the wolves, too in my opinion. But I just, I love like the beach, woods, mountaintop settings. They're really stunning. Taylor's iconic blue dress that will eventually make its reappearance with zombie Taylor and what you made me do. Yes. And then of course, like I love the messaging in the video of she lost him but found herself and somehow that was everything. Like that is just a beautiful, beautiful message. And like, I just feel that message so freaking deeply. I love it. Yeah. It's so important. So amazing. I also think her eyes just look so blue and oh, piercing in the video. Like, so the the coloring of the video is really pretty. Yeah. Like, all of the different scenes. It's gorgeous. And I love how, like, you know, the vines just keep coming for her and pulling her down and pulling her down. But that, like, she's just finally, like, released from it all. And she finds that other version of herself on the beach, a.k.a finding herself yeah i love it it really works i think that this music video has just like moved up for me a ton over the years Mm. and yeah i think it's it's a very successful music video i agree well now we get to the segment of gossip As we mentioned, in the liner notes of 1989, the hidden messages all spelled out a poem that ended with the message, she lost him but found herself and somehow that was everything. Right. But for this particular song, since it was track four, the message in the liner notes for this song was, they loved each other recklessly. Ooh. Right? Ooh. I love that imagery. Yeah. About Out of the Woods, Taylor said, one of the goals I set out to accomplish when I wanted to make this album is I wanted to make sure that these songs sounded exactly the way that the emotions felt when Mm. I felt them. This song is about the fragility and kind of breakable nature of some relationships. This was a relationship where it was kind of living day to day, wondering where it was going, if it was going to go anywhere, if it was going to end the next day. It was a relationship where you never feel like you're standing on solid ground. And that kind of feeling brings on excitement, but also extreme anxiety and kind of a frantic feeling of wondering. Mm. Endless questions. And this song sounds exactly like that frantic feeling of anxiety and questioning. But it stresses that even if a relationship is breakable and fragile and full of anxiety, it doesn't mean that it isn't worthwhile, exciting, beautiful, and all the things that we look for. Which is, like, what a quote, you know? Wow. <laughs> it's really a great quote. 
This was also one of the first three songs that Taylor and Jack wrote together. Mm. After completing the instrumental for the song, Jack sent it to Taylor when she was on an airplane, and Taylor sent him a voice memo containing the lyrics back 30 minutes later. Wow. Allegedly. But I believe it. It was apparently the first time that Taylor had written lyrics to an existing track. Oh my god. I know. I don't know if that's true, but I, I, you know, it was cited all over the internet, so that's take cool. that with what you will. Okay. Speaking to Billboard magazine about the track, Jack said, There's a frantic feeling in the song. What's interesting about Out of the Woods is that it doesn't really let up. Mm-hmm. It starts with a pretty big anthemic vocal sample that's me, <laughs> and then there's a drum sample that kicks in that's kind of huge, and then you don't really know how you're going to get any bigger, but then the chorus hits, and it just explodes even larger. And then the bridge hits, and it gets even more huge. According to Taylor, the main snare is, quote, a combo of white noise that Jack got from blowing out the EMI board, clapping his hands, and no joke, dropping his gear bag. He mic'd that up on the floor. What? Yeah. <laughs> what is the main snare? I think, like, the drum part. Oh. I don't really understand this quote, to be honest. But that, like, combination of sounds somehow made its way into the production. Hmm. You know, we've watched, like, Jack and, like, different making ofs and things yeah. and how, like, he'll find a song in nature and then put it into his synth and make it all work. Mm-hmm, I think it was mm-hmm. things like that. That, like, the sound he was looking for was the dropping of his gear bag, which is really funny. Interesting. What a is it that, like, very first sound? That, like, that part? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Huh. I know, now Devin's I'll have to, to listen, listen again. to it yeah. all on really good headphones Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quote, unquote, really good headphones. You have really good headphones. I don't. <laughs> you know those ones that, like, cover your ear fully? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. None of that Bluetooth stuff. Oh, my God. When Taylor introduced a stripped-down version of the song during her performance at the Grammy Museum, she discussed the uneasy relationship it was based on, saying... The number one feeling I felt in the whole relationship was anxiety because it felt very fragile. It felt very tentative. It always felt like, okay, what's the next roadblock? What's the next thing that's going to deter this? How long do we have before this turns into just an awful mess and we break up? Is it a month? Is it three days? I think a lot of relationships can be very solid, and that's kind of what you hope for, for it to be solid and healthy, but that's not always what you get. And it doesn't mean that it's not special and extraordinary just to have a relationship that's fragile and somehow meaningful in that fragility. Mm. So fascinating. Mm. So interesting. Mm. As Devin mentioned earlier, it's widely considered that this song is about Harry Styles. The first reason are the lyrics, two paper airplanes flying and your necklace hanging from my neck. Harry was known to wear a paper airplane necklace that Taylor was also seen wearing when the two were dating. Mm. Another lyric that points to Harry is... Remember when you hit the brakes too soon, 20 stitches in a hospital room. In an interview with Rolling Stone, Taylor revealed this lyric was about an actual accident that took place on a snowmobile with an ex, and it was so scary that she saw her life flash before her eyes. Harry and Taylor were away on a ski trip during December 2012, a.k.a. the lyrics, last December, mm-hmm. and Harry came home from that trip with a large bandage on his chin, covering 20 stitches, 
perhaps? Perhaps. He was photographed with this bandage, and at the time he only tweeted out, chin chin again, chin chin again. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> like, he was like really young. <laughs> Weirdo. But Harry was asked in 2017 by Rolling Stone if he had a message for Taylor about the song and others rumored to be about him. He replied, certain things don't work out. There's a lot of things that can be right, and it's still wrong. In writing songs about stuff like that, it's like tipping a hat to the time together. Mm. You're celebrating the fact it was powerful and made you feel something, rather than, this didn't work out and that's Mm. bad. And if you run into that person, maybe it's awkward, maybe you have to get drunk, but you shared something. Meeting someone new, sharing those experiences, it's the best shit ever, so thank you. Mm. Which is just really cool, and just cool that, like, they could be on the same page with the fact that this relationship like, wasn't ever going to work out. Yeah. And yet also both took something really meaningful meaningful from it. Yeah. I think that's really special. Mm, freaking love it. And really cool. Ugh. Yeah, I just, I like it. It's so mature. Mm. And it's also just like, you know, because people are like, you know, oh, well, she keeps writing songs about, like, Harry or whatever, that experience. But it's like, you can have experiences in your life that affect you and change you and help you find yourself that's not really about the person you were in the yeah. relationship with. It was just about the experience. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. And interesting. Yeah, and I also like that they are on good terms. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, they, it kind of seems from that quote that, like, they kind of both felt like it just wasn't right. Yeah, well, like, and it wasn't meant to be, basically. Yeah. Like, we were built to fall apart and fall back together, but also then fall apart again. Because right. they did get back together, right. allegedly. Right. And break up again and things like that. Wow. Yeah, and it's cool. And, like, having seen them, like, talk amicably at the 2020 Grammys, mm-hmm. like, all of that. Mm-hmm. And just so cool, too, that, like, two of the biggest pop stars in the world that, like, dated in the past but are, like, okay. Yeah. So, Devin, mm-hmm. what's your favorite line in Out of the Woods? So you took mine, so I had to come up with a different one. Well, you already said it, so it's okay. Yeah, so to move the furniture so we could dance, baby, like we stood a chance. so good. Ugh, so good. So visual. Just, it's so good. The verses, the memories that she has, definitely, like, are more relatable, for sure. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And the juxtaposition of those really great memories with the how she was feeling on the inside. Yeah. It's just like so cool. Yeah. How she did that in this song. You know? It's like, yeah, they're in this moment where they were dancing around and they were, you know, having a great time. But on the inside, she was full of anxiety. Yeah. Oh, but then like also like like we stood a chance like maybe maybe it could be yeah. something like, yeah maybe but we were two it. paper airplanes flying yeah oh uh, that's so good it's such a good metaphor so good Ooh, Gav what's your favorite line so my favorite line which is also your favorite line mm-hmm. is the rest of the world was black and white but we were in screaming color and that's just such a good line and I love I love the use of screaming color mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it gives you just such a different uh, visual. Yeah. And just this idea, too, that, like, especially, like, with the two of them, these, like, vibrant, huge pop stars coming together, that, like, energy and, like, how huge that is. And then the whole idea of, like, the rest of the world was black and white. Like, they were just, like, at this epic level heightenedness, you know? Yeah. Ooh, it's so good. So good. Okay, Dev. Mm. From one to ten, paper airplanes flying. 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 What do you give out of the woods? I think to no surprise, <laughs> I'm going to give this 10 yeah. paper airplanes flying. Mm-hmm. I think that that should be no surprise to anybody. Absolutely not. Including myself. <laughs> this song has it all. I'm, I mean, it. I think I summed it up pretty well in my what I like about it part. 
I think so. I think that the day that Taylor and Jack started collaborating together was the maybe one of the best days for both of them. For you know? sure. They're such good collaborators. The way together. they work together, the way that they, like, they're both geniuses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the fact that they just really, really like each other, too. Like, yeah. they seem like really cool, fun people yeah. to collaborate with. I, I think that the fact that she took a chance on him for this album, mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Huge. And it's paid off since. Yeah. Like, he's just been a part of her life now, and it's great. And I think that any song that he touches is gold. <laughs> does this really mean that I'm a, Does this really mean that I'm a, a Jack Antonoff fan? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> I, I think I can be both. Uh, yeah, anyone can be both. It's okay. Nothing's so, mutually exclusive. So 10 paper airplanes Taylor's flying. a Jack Antonoff fan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Gab, from 1 to 10, paper airplanes flying. What do you give this song? I give Out of the Woods... <gasps> 10 paper airplanes no way. I do. It's not in my top 20, but like, who knows? Maybe it is. It's just like, I just like so many songs. But like, I can also recognize that this is a 10. Fair enough. So I'm gonna, because my rules are different than your rules. Yes. Yes, we, we have different rules. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. I thought you were gonna give it like a 9. I mean, like, I could have, but whatever. I'm gonna give it a 10. Give it a 10. Listen along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Do you love this song as much as we do? Is it maybe not the song for you? That's all okay. Can you not wait till Taylor's version of the song where we can listen to it so much more often and pay her for listening? Yes. Well, she does get paid, but only her. Did you learn something from this episode about this song? I hope so. Remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Yes, we have a Midnight's React coming up. Yeah, coming soon. Initial reactions. And thank you as always to our patrons. You are the absolute best. Thank you. Thank you, you, thank you. Well, next episode, we're going to be covering our first Midnight's track. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Holy moly, we're finally doing it, y'all. Antihero, our first Midnight's track. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.